It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're live here at Millburgers and I think 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I think without a doubt, we can actually say this without Calvin questioning me, it is a beautiful day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right, good. What a good, what a nice feeling. Yeah, Yeah. there's a, there's a just a chill in the air. It feels nice. It's probably not even... 75 yet and it feels wonderful and there's lots of folks having fun out here oh yeah um you know what you know what's in every wagon what pumpkins pumpkins yeah <laughs> and i was coming up on the porch there was a a boy and a girl a young boy and a girl and they had each picked their little pumpkin and then uh, the mom came along and picked her little pumpkin <laughs> but, Mom uh, got one too. Huh? The the dad had told the little girl said, uh, "Only get one." Uh, <laughs> so he he was limiting her supplies to one. That makes it a tough choice, though. But I saw I saw a wagon at the front that was the wagon was absolutely full of pumpkins. Oh well, they're beautiful pumpkins. I mean, oh yeah, the best I've seen in San Antonio, right here at Millburgers. Yeah. Uh, 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 plants are good too. Yeah, and uh, I know you talked about the uh, woman who was buying the Brugmansia. Did I say oh, that right? Oh yeah. But did you see what else they had? Calvin was uh, torn about the snapdragons. Did you walk by the other plant that you like? No. Oh man, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to let Trace tell you. <laughs> I saw them too. You saw them too. Oh dear. They look pretty good. Don't they though? Which were, were were they rockets or were they? No, we're not going to say. Let's see. I think Trace probably wants to surprise you with it. So and, uh, our, our listeners the, are yelling at the radio right now. They know what it is. I saw the pansies. Oh, the, oh, good. Yeah, they lots look, of lots of pansies. Good. Yeah, they do. Lots of pansies. They're jumping the the spinach. The spinach looks good, and oh, the yeah. pansies look good. Now. We, uh, I, guess, I guess we have, being horticulturists, we've got to remind everybody that these are, these are some, they're some of the cool weather plants that uh, are traditionally, wait, we wait a little while because they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're sensitive to warm spells. Now they get, they could get, they get along with this kind of weather, but if we oh, get yeah. a hot spell, then we You think we're going to have another hot spell, Calvin? No. Uh, <laughs> It's it can be, can't it? Yeah, let's see. What is it? Uh, the the second or the third day in October? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think we're probably going to have, a, you know, at least four or five hot days in October. Yeah. Before we get into uh, November has traditionally been pretty consistently cool. But yeah. I tell you what, I was walking in from the front, and there are some of the prettiest, uh, huge, uh, uh, garden mums. Oh uh, yeah, uh, chrysanthemum at the at the front. Now the ones they've got some on sale that are in six inch pots. 
Uh, regularly, three ninety nine, Milton. Uh huh. That's almost four dollars. Almost. But Trace is doing his trick again. It's not, <laughs> not a, trick. a trick. Yeah, it's just uh, ten for thirty five dollars. He's, he's discounting quantity. Yeah, ten and six inches. Yeah. But the the killers are those big. They've got them in hanging baskets. Oh. They've got them in uh, regular large containers that you can put on your patio or at the front door. And the neat thing about it is they're all in bud. They're in buds just beginning to open, which means you're going to get a long use of it out of them. Now, I figure, I think I probably up. figured out what you guys are talking about. The cyc- yeah, cyclamen. the cyclamen, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw some uh, wagons. They're pretty, oh. they're pretty, they look pretty nice, Calvin. And you know we can't put them on sale till you buy yours. Well, you just have to wait a while. I still got, I still have not got my new uh, garden area. Oh. Uh, How are your... Um, Rio Grande Gold's doing. Mine are just still gold. They're just are they? Don't they change and go red and or green and then red or well, no. No, no? Oh, you mean the ones that are on there? Yeah, they they were on there when you bought the plant, right? Right. Oh, well, the new ones. Well, the that at this time of the year. Yeah. The the uh, when they turn by the when they turn red, they're extremely mature. Oh. They come on their uh, yellow. Right, gold, which they are now. And uh, then they'll turn uh, uh, orange. Okay. And then they'll turn red. But the, when they turn red, it's like a bear, a bell pepper. Uh, they're just like a bell pepper because, uh, you know, the bell pepper comes, depending on what variety you have, they can either come on the plant as a green or they can come on the plant as a, as a yellow. Yeah. We've got a yellow variety. And uh, then they they stay that color. Of course, the green will turn. It's the ultimate color it's going to be, probably red. And then the, the yellow will... Uh, I think it gets darker yellow. I don't think he turned red. Well, they're inc- they're not inclined to turn quick like some yeah, peckers oh, are. Yeah. Oh, right. is that right? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're, and they're uh, slow. you can tell, you know, some of the newer ones are are getting some good sized to them. So I'll have to bring some tomorrow and show yeah. you. Yeah. Have y'all mm-hmm. eaten any? Oh, I have. Oh. I didn't know if they were. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. When you see them, you can eat them. Okay. And I, and I ate the first. Uh, uh, cherry tomatoes. All right. And uh, nine sixty-eight. Yeah, and the uh, of course the ruby crush are, are, are pretty close, and uh, my larger tomatoes are. I've got lots of them that are uh, golf ball size at this point. So. Good. Well, things are looking good, and uh, gardeners are excited. They're here and in, in earnest. Yeah, move your move your mic just a little bit. Just that way, toward the thing. Just twist it a little. Because when you talk to Calvin, you're looking at him. Oh. And we can't hear you. Okay. All right. We'll figure it out. All right. 210-308-8867. Before you start, it sounds like we got a call coming in. So I'll We're brand us. new at this, you know, Milton. No, well, no this is still a little <laughs> yeah, different. Because normally, 
he wouldn't have to look at me, and I'm over six feet over here, and yeah. then we've got this triangle going. Oh, so, okay. So he's, uh, yeah, it's a different. I mean, he did the, he did the same thing to me last week. Did that's, he so really? That's, that's why I'm. Oh, well, okay. no, which, oh I said, which, which, kind of that, like, that, he you, has to exert his authority. I, I, think, I think he probably went to some class, yeah, yeah. leadership right. class yeah, or that's something. Right like now, that. I'm like. Well, you notice I'm like, Calvin, could you could you please move closer to the mic? Thank you. <laughs> I just stuck his tongue out, man. They don't teach you that in leadership classes. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. If you're calling from outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. Did so you did you say somebody on? Well, the they're, they're coming on. I, I haven't seen who it oh. is yet. Oh, okay. So uh, talking about uh, really pretty is Calvin's uh, article in today's uh, Express News on uh, October the third, Section C, in the San Antonio Express News, and it's got a killer. They're really doing you good with those color pictures. And then this is one of our favorite plants, called Duranta. Duranta with butterflies. Can you see that, Milton? No, because the sun is behind it. Oh, wow, look at that. That's beautiful. <laughs> but it looks to me, Jerry, like somebody was uh, talking to that. No, uh, no. To that, um, is, that a mon- is that a monarch? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they got uh, hummingbirds to... Uh, Flock to Cape Cape Honeysuckle, and then you got a great picture Turk's cap. It, it grows in the shade, and then the 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 shrimp plant is golden. Some are rusty red. So, uh, have we have we ever seen that golden? I, I, I don't think yeah. it, I don't think it's ever been closer than three feet away from us. <laughs> what Jerry is making fun of is that uh, we we uh, a couple of years ago we were all excited about the the golden uh, shrimp plant. <laughs> Talked about it and just said, "Gosh, I wish we'd see that. I wish it'd be available in, uh, in the so neighbor in the neighborhood. A, a neighbor yeah. lady in the neighborhood, Calvin neighborhood called it." Well, not only that, the neighbor had it planted, and she brought it to our attention. You know, you you two should be more observant. And then, <laughs> then, then it was here in the nursery too for sale for long. I think Charles brought that to yeah, our attention. Yeah, r- right in front of us. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but anyway, it's pretty. Uh, I I I guess it. I don't know if it's as long lasting as. Uh, as the as the brown or red one, I've got I've got one that this that uh, this keeps in bloom. It's a kind of an undisciplined shape. Oh, huh. but uh, but uh, gosh, it's been in bloom for weeks and weeks. And of course, the uh, hummingbirds and the the butterflies like it. But it's a, one of the golden ones. Yeah. Well, the you know, the funny thing about this is. Uh, the lady called us was uh, one of our regular listeners who called in under a different name yeah, that she actually had. She was kind of, and uh, she was show, uh, telling about that it was deer resistant. Oh, yeah. You remember she had a deer path, uh, a path that the deer walk on, right outside, right beside these, and the deer never touched them. 
So uh, we said, well, that's good to have a, a gold one or a yellow one. And then about, what was it, a month later, she called. The deer had eaten to the ground. Yeah, the deer had, had called a, cons- <laughs> a consul and decided that it was time to eat those shrimp plants. That, uh, right. They sucked that's, us in. That's about the last we heard from her, I think. We're starting the show off with Johnson City, Joe. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hey, Joe, what do you know? Well, I generally listen and only call in once a week, but my darn old radio is broke. And oh, so I've, no. I've got to so call in First of all, maybe I need to buy one of those fancy things the kids have. You know, I still got the one. I sure. used to, huh? Which kids, Joe? How, how far are we going back here? A long ways. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a long ways. But the main thing I'm calling about, I do have a question because my radio's down. It might not be able to answer it. Uh, but my first thing is, I really want to thank you guys. Uh, a few hours of relief every week is much, it is much, much needed. In fact, you need to do more. And, Wait a uh, yeah, That would kill is, Milton. Uh, yeah. makes, <laughs> the thing is, it makes, um, it, it, it makes a relief. Back when I oh, had good. cancer, back when I had cancer, y'all got me through some rough times. Right. And, and I remember they, that. Uh, and one of the things I want y'all to tell, and you know, the youngsters don't know this. I tell my grandkids all the time because they listen to me. My, my real children, my children never did. <laughs> at least they, at least they pretend they listen to. They can't, yeah, well, they can't the run away. Is, the thing is that during tough times like this, there's always been tough times like this, oh, and yeah. that we got way, way numbers of great good people in this country like y'all and i keep reminding them that and i said yeah i said you don't have to listen to all that stuff on there's other things to do (laughs) and they seem to think this is the norm (laughs) i tell them it's a phase we go through historically and, uh, there you go. Well, we appreciate we appreciate those comments. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, nice I share, That's what I keeps share us with coming them. back every weekend. I think Joe's setting us up. I think now he's got well, a really tough question, or he's going to ask you for something. Well, well, he wants I do you have to have a question. <laughs> the question was: I got five pounds. Of, uh, since, since I can't hear you, five pounds of Jerusalem artichokes. Yeah, right. They came in damp. I'm drying them out. Yeah. And uh, right now, they're perfect size. Yeah. Uh, the, they, they really came in in good quality. Now, yeah. I'm saving these to plant them, I guess, about... I got two questions. What of them do I plant them? I think I planted them last time when I planted my potatoes. Right. The, is that the best time to plant them? Now you, make... you you left out one important thing about your email. What is that? You, see, you said, I have laid the chokes out on the table in our bedroom to dry <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> My wife is not happy. Wife happened. not happy about that. Oh. <laughs> Explanation mark. Yeah. She hasn't talked. She hasn't. She's walked by him and snarled at Adam. She yeah. hasn't said a thing to me, but I know she's not happy with it. <laughs> yeah. And then your question was, besides drying, what else should I do? Dust them with garden soap. 
Yeah, uh, if you have the have garden sulfur, that'll definitely work. But I I would recommend if you dust them that you dust them outside, not in the uh, in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I've said little, that with my. That's with just my, a little tip I give you. Yeah, uh, keep me out of more trouble. A lot of people that are really, really. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so uh, you can dust them outside. And yeah. uh, let's see, the last time, the other question, I'm reading his email now. Oh, okay. Uh, the last time I planted them, I believe I planted them the same time I planted potatoes. That would be about right. February 1 is, is when I planted. Is that when you plant potatoes, Joe? Uh, yeah, about that time. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe a little country. bit later. It's yeah. about the same time of February 15th, is generally when I do it up here. Okay. Remember, I'm in zone 8B. But it's been awfully warm up here the last few, few winters. Yeah. And uh, so well, I you, don't <laughs> I, you don't have to uh, you don't you don't have to wait until uh, yeah they're uh, you know uh, you don't have to worry about them freezing because you no, after uh, you pl- after you plant them. They're like potatoes. It takes a while for them to come up in a warmer yeah. soil. They're more yeah. tolerant of the heat than the potatoes would be. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, w- I would say first of March. Yeah. For okay, you. for up here. By and the first then, of March. then a special note, Milton. Yeah. The first and last time I planted them, I got them from HEB. Not seen that, seen them there in a long time. The lady who called—that's what she said too—has not found any, and I will send her some chokes. I got that written on wow. my email. Uh, I've got plenty of them. <laughs> five pounds of chokes means a lot of individuals. Well, well you you break the chokes up. Well, you they have been broken up. Oh, had they have already yeah. been? That, okay. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All of a sudden, your my radio will start working. All right, <laughs> okay. great. Okay, Most so mo- <laughs> uh, what? Uh, uh, I'm running into the bathroom. So uh, <laughs> uh, they're already about the size of a small uh, a boy. Planning, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple could be of them could be cut. You know, and he, but I don't he, know. Uh, <laughs> he says, I will also be glad to send me amigos. That's us, Milton. Oh, okay. Some. So uh, that's that's mighty generous of you, uh, Joe. Well, hey, just if you need some, I've, I've got them. Uh, that, that, once you get them in, they're carefree, except oh, you're yeah. the drought of 211. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I they, had just, them, they I are invasive. <laughs> I had them in my uh, out in my backyard for a long time because silly me uh, couldn't tell them from sunflowers. I mean, they're well, they are sunflower. Yeah, they are su- sun chokes. They call them. Yeah, they actually but, uh, call them sun chokes. But uh, they uh, have those sunflower blooms almost all summer long. Yeah, they're beautiful, carefree. Yeah. I mean. I just was amazed by them, and then stupid. I thought they'd come back, but they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that two eleven yeah, drought. Guess, I guess there's something that'll kill it's, everything. It's getting me, uh, giving me a real sentimental feeling. It just <laughs> reminds me of my feel, 
feeling about rutabagas. No, no. Oh, Lord. I love Joe, rutabagas. have you grown rutabagas? I love them. Do you grow them? Oh. Much better. I love turnips, too, but they're better than turnips. I went ahead and planted my turnips this last week. Yeah, I'm waiting By a little seed, bit. The seed, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, uh, Joe, if you want to send us a, a couple each, <laughs> that'd be that. fun. Yeah, just, we, we'll just... Uh, email, right, me, yeah. uh, e- email me one um, one source, okay? And I'll send okay. y'all a dozen or a half dozen, whatever, but they, they'll okay, go that'll, away. that'll be enough, half dozen. They'll, okay. they'll, grow, in a, they'll grow in a pot, too. You think they're melting resistant? <laughs> well, Melton does pretty good about predicting the rain with his. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Joe. You know, I'm a big believer in that, Melton. I know you are. <laughs> you, give, you give me strength, time. Joe. Okay, you give well, me strength. I, I, I love you guys. Y'all do a great job. And, and just remember, you're in tough times. And y'all know this. You old timers do. During tough times like this, there's always been tough times like this. There you, there you go. go. Thanks, so, Joe. Okay. Bye bye. Talk to you Bye. soon again. All right, glad your radio's working. Get out of the bathroom. All right, we're going to take a quick break while yeah, we do. Same thing that happened to you that happened to Elvis. Oh, my God, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Joe. He's got enough problems. He doesn't need that. All right. um, We're going to take a break. Lonnie, you're up next right after this. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 AM. Based on Al's suggestion, we're going to feature, I didn't know Helen Reddy had passed away. We're going to feature music from uh, Mac Davis and Helen Reddy. So uh, uh, I hope you enjoy that as we pay tribute to those two great artists. 210-308-8867. Let me tell you about your web of protection. Right here in San Antonio against insects and pests at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And so Spider-Man says termites are still strong. They're still getting calls about them. But whatever is bugging you in your home, if it's roaches or fleas, if it's mosquitoes still, uh, with the rains recently, Spider-Man can help you out. And if you go read those Google reviews of Spider-Man, you'll see that people absolutely love him. He's a problem solver. And a lot of them are like that. You know, you'll see. have been using him since 1994. We had a problem that we couldn't get solved. He's the one that solved it. You'll see that again and again in those Google reviews. Uh, so if you're looking for a great company to go with, it's going to solve your problem, not just treat the problem that you see, but solve it overall as best they can. Spider-Man takes that philosophy. He's been your web of protection since 1976. Warren Remy does a great job, and you'll find him online at GhostSpiderManPest.com, GhostSpiderManPest.com, and you can call him. That's as easy the old-fashioned way, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. All right, we're going to go back to the phone lines now at 210-308-8867. Lonnie, thank you for waiting at 210-308-8867. How can we help you today? 
Well, I was out in my garden and I was looking at the uh, raised bed, which has one row of black apples, one row of bush beans, and one row of uh, space space maker cucumbers. And uh, I saw something I hadn't seen in years, and I want to know whether it signifies a, a problem I need to try and nip in the bud as much as possible, and that is about an inch-long, fully mature grasshopper. He was uh, on, um, actually it was on the uh, row of uh, black-eyed peas, um, and when I tried to uh, to uh, grab him, he, he jumped and escaped me. So, with this one uh, grasshopper, does that signify there are others more than likely? I was, I was just curious, Lonnie. What is their solution uh, if you got a? <laughs> what is the solution? Yeah. If I had gotten him, I would. I have a number nine solution for him. <laughs> mm. Hey, do you do you know what what happens if you pull the legs, back legs off of a grasshopper, Milton? No. Well, I, I would guess he's immobilized. Uh, I think I grass think, walker. Man. I got it. I got <laughs> it. <laughs> I think uh, I, I've noticed a few adults around too, but I don't. I don't think the numbers are yeah very serious. Now, people, uh, people uh, that live uh, east and southeast of San Antonio that garden. Uh, will probably disagree with you about that. I haven't seen them in years because they always show up first down down the, in that area. Uh, I guess they come out of the pastures. So many pastures down there. Well, but, we're uh, I'm, I'm in your bumps to the east of I-35. Yeah, right. Well, you're. <laughs> it takes a, it usually takes them a while to get that far up. Now, uh, when people call us from down there. And want to know what to do about the grasshoppers. Uh, a grasshopper is hard to kill. Tough. Uh, the big ones like that, yeah. like you're describing. Got to you. Got to get them when they're little, or yeah. you're, you're not very successful. And uh, the the problem with with the killing them is that uh, if there are any grasshoppers left coming, they will eat the ones <laughs> that you killed because they're carnivorous. So, uh, well, I don't care as long as <laughs> I mean, they're, going to, they're going to eat something. It doesn't matter to me. There you go. Uh, so at this late stage, uh, the, of course, their population decline when the temperature gets colder. Uh, I would just uh, catch them and, uh, and smash them. Okay. Well, and this is a, well, this there's, is there's there's a they make a a bait that you can put, but I, I don't think with one or two, uh, you just have to like somebody said the uh, the best gar, bar, best way to control pests in the in the garden is with a shadow. That's your shadow out there <laughs> daily looking around for for problems. Now do you. you you hear the silence here from Milton and I because we're just so surprised. Jerry is uh, into the uh, cockroaches, so we thought maybe he would uh, was feeling the same way about grasshoppers now. But, but uh, I make grass walkers out of them. Stop it. 
there but uh, yeah I, I, I'm with you I've, I've seen a few individuals but I don't think the uh, much of a much of a threat to the gardens at yeah. this point. Okay. Good Can I help you out, Lonnie? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I, um, uh, did you begin this segment by saying that Helen Reddy had died? Is that correct? Well, that's what Al told me. I, I, I guess I should check it. Yeah. What happened? Not that's that I'm, sad. Okay. Al's giving me. Al's sending me a message now. But yeah, I'll double. I'll double check it. Okay. Thank you much. Okay. I liked her too. Goodbye. Well, let me find out. Let me. Uh, what was the issue? Helen. Uh, Helen Reddy. Reddy. Yeah, she died. Oh, she died. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess everybody has to die sooner or later. That's what they say. Uh huh. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> there goes. There's a lot of cyclamens moving out, guys. Yeah, I don't doubt it. They're beautiful over there. Yeah. yeah. The whole train load of. Uh, Anyway, 210-308, yep, Al confirmed it again, 210-308-8867, okay. 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867, the number to call. She had to be pretty old, Helen Rice. Well, I thought she was, I was thinking she was just our age. Uh, she's 78. <laughs> was she that, that old, huh, 78? That's close to our age, Yeah, Kevin. close. Uh the uh, Kevin gives a good description in today's paper of uh, some of our favorite plants, and uh, my turks cap is uh, in full bloom now and uh, doing well. And like I, I guess being being visited by uh, the hummingbirds and uh, butterflies too. Uh, also, what I've got in full bloom is uh, is uh, plumbago, blue and white plumbago. And I got some pictures of that new white that we're developing. Yeah. And it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I I got some killer pictures of it. So uh, we'll we'll be getting that on the market uh, pretty soon. Well, I also want to bring to everybody's attention that uh, you're working with uh, Paul Cox's uh, yeah, widow, I got Michelle. Some, I got some killer pictures of that, too. Michelle marked it for us. Uh, and it's <laughs> I, took, I took my son out there last weekend, well, last, last week, and uh, to find it. Well, you know, he's kind of lukewarm. Uh, on plant material, I, I, I probably sh- I run him on plant material. It happens. It happens, <laughs> especially blue bonnets. They they used oh, to yeah. they really get upset with me when we would drive, say, drive to College Station, and the, you know, at some years that roadway is full of blue bonnets because I was looking for a white one, and they used to get very upset with me. But I could see the white ones before they could. <laughs> I guess my eyes were trained to look, find them. But anyway, anyway, uh, uh, they, they took Jeremy out to uh, look at this white Sinisa that we're going to name after Paul Cock. And uh, he about jumped out of the car to when we, when we found it. Because huh. uh, they were just solid. White blooms. I'll send y'all some pictures. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. I, I haven't uh, edited them yet. Well, and it, uh, if you get in, involved, I'm sure Jerry will write this up. 
or mm-hmm. and we can talk about it, but it's not as not as really a simple process. Now Jerry went out there and he's got these blooms that are really spectacular, except he couldn't make the cuttings he wanted because the, the yeah plant, plant was in a so much bloom. Full bloom. Stand, so does that frustrate stand. you? It's like oh I gotta make sure now it's here. It's got it. Nothing's puts, happened to it. I gotta yeah puts it off for a year at least. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle has has marked it real well for her. Yeah. Oh good. So uh and uh she said she said Paul planted that uh over twenty years ago. Oh, oh my goodness. Well I, I'm I do remember that oh, and for the last three or four years, every project I was involved with with Paul, we always mentioned the the Ceniza. Can you you know have you identified that yeah. white Ceniza yet, or yeah. is it where where is it? Can we identify? So that's, that's good. <laughs> that's exciting. It's good to it hear is. that you guys have got that spot. It's in really full bloom. Another plant. Well, hang on, we, hang on. Before that, we got Lloyd on the line real quick. No, no, we got to talk to Lloyd. <laughs> okay, and then we'll, 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 I'll remember. That mountain is pushy today. If you I know. know. Get near I the. I the told you, gone, gone, gone to that la- leadership area. school. Get near the. Get near the About microphone. One more time, he's gonna make me angry, and I'm gonna leave. Yeah. Oh, don't leave, Lloyd. Lloyd, let's let's help you out. What's going on, man? Look at. Hey, I was wondering if you had any information, knew anything about a woodlander a variety, a bottle brush. It's supposedly uh, cold hardy to 7A. Uh, do you know any? I haven't seen that for sale locally. Where Where no did you hear about it? I, I saw it over in Austin at a nursery. Okay. Uh, What's it called? I was a little leery Woodland. about it when they, the tag said it was hardy to 7A. No. I don't believe it. And the foliage it. looks different from the, like the Little John. This particular yeah. one did not have any blooms on it, but the foliage is a lot different than the, you know, like the Little John or the the standard uh, yeah. bottle brush. Well, you know, we named one after Paul Cox, <laughs> the Paul Cox bottle brush. Uh, oh, yeah? That he, he, had, he had actually cultured and found and still has a huge tree of that bottle brush down uh, on the uh, let's see that would be the north side either uh, north west north side of the uh, uh, botanical garden the what? garden the uh, old fashioned garden and uh, we went out and took took uh, cuttings of it and actually uh, uh, had it for sale. It's it's hard to root, slow to root. And and had it for sale several times in the garden volunteer booth. Uh, but uh, we could we could never get it to bloom in in the containers, which means it wouldn't sell in the container. And, it's uh, funny how that is uh, <laughs> a blooming plant that yeah. doesn't bloom. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but uh, the tree itself uh, went th- has gone through cold weather ever since Paul showed it to me, and uh, but it's been down into the low twenties is about all it's sustained, and the the tree is huge. I mean it's twenty thirty feet tall, 
huge and wide, 10, 15, 20 feet wide. So it's a huge tree. And uh, in the coldest of the weather, all it did was uh, burn the ticks, tips back. Now, I don't think I've got that on plantanswers.com. I don't think I do. You can, you, I, I got some great pictures of it. Uh, you can go to plantanswers.com and look up uh, a bottle brush tree, a bottle brush. So the, Let's see if I can find it. The short, short answer answer is uh, I don't think we're familiar with the woodlands no, selection. No, and I don't well, believe I it. I don't believe it. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, these I, people. I saw it at that nursery, and then I saw it on the web. You know, I googled it, and uh, you know, it comes up and it says that there also that it's. No, uh, okay. Like said, well, we can open it up the, to uh, other listeners too who may be familiar with it. We'll yeah, see if anybody else calls in. A lot in. different than the, the other bottle brushes. Yeah, well, the bottle brush that are the sold around here. Is not cold hardy, uh, and a lot of a lot of times it'll blue, blue, uh, freeze back uh, to the ground, and it's, a lot of times it'll kill it. But uh, yeah, when it, when yeah, it blooms in it, the the ones that are the ones that we have for sale now on the market, uh, will bloom in a container. Uh, we we sell them here, and they're beautiful blooms in containers. But they're not Yeah, hard. I think I got a little John there. Okay, good. I always I always find them unpredictable. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they look so nice here in the container, and uh, mm-hmm. and then you get them out into the your garden, uh, hopefully to be you know meet the needs of the butterflies, and it uh, you never can. You don't know if they're going to bloom or when they're going to bloom, and uh, yeah. then again, the, the the weather is they're so dependent on the weather. But anyway, give it a try and let us know. Yeah. I, I, okay. ho- I right. hope I hope you don't have to let us know that it tolerated 10 degrees, okay? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll give I, you I a pass on uh, 20 degrees. The only place I can find it for sale is in Austin, so I guess I'll have to go to Austin then. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. <laughs> we'll do some more research here, though. All right. Thanks, Thank Lloyd. All right, we're going to take a break. Bye. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m., The Answer. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. That's Mac Davis. And his mama cried. And, and I don't have, play that unless Elvis is uh, Okay. I think uh, actually. I, th- I thought he was doing it because of the bathroom. No, and I, I think Mac is actually. Am I reading Al's Wikipedia quote correctly that Mac Davis was actually wrote that? Um, I don't know. I got to. Elvis did the Let's see. classic version. Well, Early career for Elvis, Mac wrote uh, Memories in the Ghetto and Don't Cry Daddy. At least and a little so. less conversation. Yeah, yeah those are good. At least six. 
I thought at least six of us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Davis. I bet he got some money out of that. Yeah, huh? I bet he did too. Okay. So 210-308-8867. But I got to talk to you about BSG Texas. Uh, the guys over there are doing a great job and making lots of folks happy, including our listeners. And uh, it's, uh, it's not only just home security. Um, it's really... It's comprehensive home convenience. So not only is it making sure that you're secure, it's uh, you can do uh, all kinds of uh, geofencing to control your uh, appliances or AC. Uh, if you uh, if someone is if you're away, this is the coolest thing with your phone. These things are incredible. If you're away from the house, so you've gone shopping and something trips one of the the cameras. You can see who it is, and you can decide what to do, and uh, they can set it so that if it's a human being that trips it in your backyard and there's not supposed to be anybody there, uh, or, or uh, if it's a raccoon or a dog, it's not going to trip it unless you let it, unless you want it to. Dog on the front yard. But one of the well, yes, it takes video of the front yard too, <laughs> so you can you can prove if the dog has uh, been Pooped pooping on in the your front yard. yard. But another thing, and somebody <laughs> was telling me about this too, was they had a, a customer. Uh, who wanted the camera and the system set up because they had a neighbor, they had a pool, and they had a, a young boy at the oh no yeah who was kept getting over the fence oh no and was coming in the pool and they didn't want that so well, they were I able to set not. up the camera and uh, and trip it so that they were warned if the the, the child jumped over the fence and oh yeah so there's lots of reasons to call BSG Texas great products excellent service and uh, at the best price you'll find anywhere BSG BSGTexas.com BSGTexas.com is the place to go or 210-877-1222 have they seen an increase in business since we've been talking about the the, the pooping we'll have to get you identify the dogs that's we'll, pooping we'll, on your yard I don't yard? know we'll, we'll, I'll talk to Jim this week we need to get Jim Jim's a gardener too is he really yeah he knows about that yeah he does know about that <laughs> so uh, we'll get him on the line uh, okay. and talk to him about it but he's a uh, he does his own gardening videos. That's great. Yeah. So, okay, we got Hunter on the line at 210-308-8867. Hunter, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Afternoon, fellas. Doing good. Hey, real quick, your first caller, Joe, I think, said his kids don't listen to him. My two girls listen to me. It's the wife I have problems with. Uh, oh. <laughs> Well, that hasn't changed, right? Well, that yeah, that that's been going on a while, twenty <laughs> years, probably. So, hey, I got a question about sumac. I live up between Waring and Welfare, up around yeah. Joshua Creek, <clears throat> and on the back of my property, I've got a beautiful row, probably fifty, seventy feet long of sumac, and it turns a brilliant red in oh, the fall. Oh yeah, in the fall. <clears throat> And I never get get to enjoy it because it's way back there. And I want to bring some up around the house. Do you sell that? Do you sell sumac? No. <laughs> no. I th- okay. In fact, I, I threatened uh, Joe Bradbury at uh, Lone Star Growers one time. They were getting ready to put that sumac on the market. And uh, I said I would fight it tooth and nail. If you put that too back on the market because it spreads underground. Well, that, I, yeah, 
It's, it's, they're probably 10, 12 feet high, and I bet I've got 30 trunks back there, like a big hedge, you know, but it's yeah. beautiful along that fence. I mean, it's oh, not yeah. a problem where it's growing. Yeah, but, but it would be. I don't for, care if it's spread. Uh, it would be uh, if a homeowner, homeowner turned it loose. Well, that, yeah, small sure. Yard. Under, right. Uh, right. But anyway, well, you, you, can you, I you transplant? Got your yes. You've okay. got a good, a good source of there, and uh, if if you can find some shoots that are some uh, underground shoots, underground roots with shoots, right, right, <laughs> uh, out that are only about uh, eight or ten inches tall. It doesn't matter if they're taller than that, but uh, you cut those cut those shoots in half. I mean the tops in half. And then dig it out, dig out the root that's running to the closest mother plant. All right. And you don't have you don't have to have a lot of root. It doesn't matter because they're basically a, a weed, so uh, they will transplant easily. Okay. Now if you want to if you want to try one of the big ones, <laughs> that uh, since it's on the rocky soil up there where you are. Uh, it may be yeah. harder to dig. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, grow, it, it, I get they the go shoes. so fast, I'll... too. Oh, yeah. You don't, right. you don't really need a bigger bigger one that grow so yeah, fast. Yeah, they will grow so fast get them, and they will spread fast. Get them, maybe get them a little more established in a container and then plant them, or go ahead and just oh, plant Lord, them straight no. off the... This is a weed. Go ahead and, okay. go right. ahead and, and I keep thinking it's a tree. Okay, it's a weed. Plant them All about right. 15, 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 inches apart, and uh, water them in, in other words, until they get established. And right. you have to keep the soil moist, and that's, that's being mighty nice to them. Well, I, yeah, I don't want a, a huge group, but I've got a couple because I just enjoy anything that turns oh, color okay. in the fall. We don't have much, you know. So. Yeah, that's right. They are spectacular. Uh, oh, they're beautiful for about a month and a half. They're just right. beautiful. Right. Um, one more quick question. I don't know if it's a tree. I think it is on WeSat. I've got two big sets that really used to bloom. Yellow blooms look great. Last yeah. couple of years, they haven't put out blooms where the darn. Now, these are older trees. I don't know if they're maybe getting at the end of their life. They're big, really big. No, Is there anything build. I can feed them to encourage blooming? Uh, you're taking care of all the trash stuff out there. <laughs> but uh, I like we I'm They're in a great place. I like them. Yeah. Okay. I think all you'd have to do is prune them. Prune yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, there's some really nice we is on the botanical garden that used to bloom in the early spring, and I mean solid yellow, prettiest thing you ever saw. Oh, they're but, beautiful uh, when they oh, used yeah. to bloom. But. Uh, I would say their bloom is dependent on uh, the weather conditions that previous to that. Uh, in other words, in the right. previous summer, they uh, maybe it's been dry, okay. too dry, or yeah. something well, like that. Well, and they're pretty, they're pretty aggressive, but I, I guess they can be uh, shaded a bit too. 
by you know well they're they're in the wide open west sun i mean they're they're exposed yeah. but I, i've been getting more deadwood in them than before and i thought well maybe they're just dying and that you know they're at the end of their life but i've been oh. feeding them a little bit of uh, medina plus oh probably Lord. not enough you know yeah but, you can't give them too much medina plus and throw some okay. Medina on there, too. Okay. Try get those soil I'll organisms growing. Now, I, I, uh, <laughs> I did some uh, some cleaning out of the thickets just to, you know, to remove some of the the plants that were in there. And, uh, okay. And uh, I did a lot of, quite a bit of cutting, and uh, they, they really kind of stimulated the bloom this yeah. la- last year. All right. Well, I'll I'll do some pruning pruning on them and clean them up and make them look pretty and keep feeding the heck go. out of them. Now, All do right, you my know, friend. do you if you find somebody to prune that tree, be sure to pay them extra. Cause that damn thing got thorns. <laughs> no, the thorns on them. Uh, no. no, I've done it. Believe me, I've been stuck before. Uh, <laughs> and hey, on that sumac, I had to cut that back. And yeah. I was sensitive to that. My forearms broke out like poison oh, ivy yeah. from that damn sumac. Yeah. yeah, that's grown. That's grown as a pharmaceutical plant in uh, in Mississippi. When I was down there, they were growing acres of that stuff to uh, harvest the uh, the the sap out of it uh, to make a pharmaceutical. After what will, it did uh, to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, it, it will. Uh, so, Lonnie, uh, are you gro- are you growing any nice plants? <laughs> I have any, some Japanese maples. I, I was oh, going to ask you a Japanese maple question. I've got about eight or ten of them, and I've All got right, we one hurry. that's just. Uh, I, I'll call again another time, fellas. Okay. okay, that's a good deal. All right, keep them in the shade. We got about a, a minute and a half. So what's going on, Trace? Uh, we got your electrical problem fixed. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you just did a trip, something, huh? Yeah, and uh, so like this building is here back in the mid seventies. So finding know. things in here. Uh, is <laughs> that's okay. Interesting, well, but we we found the circuit breaker. So uh, <laughs> got about a minute before we need to go get the news. Um, you got some so cool stuff in here. We we did, and I'm sure Calvin's already talked about the cyclamen yeah, coming yeah. in. We, he didn't. He didn't. He, did you notice it coming in, Calvin, or did you notice it? We well, I, I noticed. I didn't even get all the way in, and I saw a customer had a wagon full of it. All. So, so I'm going to give you for, fair warning, Calvin. Uh-oh. Uh oh. White cyclamen is going to be extremely limited this year. Why is that? Why is that? There was uh, two problems: crop failure number one, and number two, crop failure number two. No. Oh my gosh! Oh, no. Just white, though. White's what was affected the most. Yes. I'll be done. That's weird. So get your cyclamen early, and so you make sure you get them. It, well, the other colors should be okay for for okay. some time, but white will be uh, extremely limited. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk to Trace after the news. 210-308, if you can. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right here live from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and you're listening to 930. Hey, and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and it's a beautiful day here at the nursery. Ooh, Trace is fond of saying that, and it is. Today is a gorgeous day. Nice, cool outside. 
Uh, Perfect pansy weather. Yeah, and you've got some, do you? We do, finally. They yes. look good. They do. Did you so, could buy those locally? That Those were bought locally. All right. Those are uh, Peterson Brothers. I'm proud of And that's that Super 6 that we're still working on a good name yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll think of something since you rejected my first idea. But it, I'll keep thinking. <laughs> but they're, they're full. They're nice. They, they actually originally said that they were only going to be uh, nice plants, nothing about color. Yeah. So I assumed I was going to have a bunch of green pansies. Right. But, We've not talked about that. But they, they didn't deliver me till Thursday, which gave them some more sunlight and time mm-hmm. at the growing operation. So now they all got blooms. Yeah, most of them, yeah. And the violas are blooming. That's good. Pretty good selection of snapdragons. Something happened. No. I'm okay, pretty good selection of snapdragons. Uh, to, uh, that, that, uh, I saw somebody walk by. Not only did they have cyclamen, they had that thing that you said looked like a paint. Paintbrush or uh, the little primula? Yeah, primula. Primula. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah, they got those too. Uh, yep. Yeah, I didn't see them. They're there. It's, <laughs> it's the one that looks like an African violet, not the one that grows oh. up to look like a hyacinth. And, or uh, hollyhock. And we, we mentioned your those great big uh, chrysanthemums at the entrance nice. there. And, uh, and the, pumpkin, the pumpkins are flying out the door. <laughs> no, they, and they really do look good. So I, I talked to the guy from the growing operation, and he sold me the last ten crates. Oh, that wow. He had left. No, no. <laughs> so all these nice big stem pumpkins, you've got probably another week, and then we'll start to look uh, a little less stemmy. Well, okay. and, and I've... I mean, I know that I, you know, we do the show, and I'm a little biased because I like the nursery <laughs> a great deal. But I have seen them elsewhere around town. At, they don't compare. They don't compare. They really don't. If you want to get just a, a really gorgeous pumpkin for decoration or uh, but just. you got to come this week to get those big stems. They're, oh, okay. Yeah, the, those are the running. ones right over there? Yep. Okay. Does this guy get them out of. Uh, the High Plains, uh, out of Lub- around Lubbock and Hereford, and he's got his own fields. So uh, not around here. No, no, it's got yeah. these. Hereford, yeah, Texas. Yeah, They come from Hereford. I yeah, was, I thought that was a cow. The town without a toothache. <laughs> up, up there. Uh, I, I used to work in Hereford. I uh, know. Okay, sorry. And a lot of potatoes growing up yeah. there too. And sugar beets. They're but it gets, sugar beets. they have cool nights up there. That's what ha- helps the pumpkins. To make it at this time of the year. Okay. If we have any listeners in Hereford, give us a call, 866-308-8867. So how are we doing on fall and winter veggies? Uh, we still have some. Good. Uh, lots, lots of spinach. Can I give you my broccoli report? Sure. One week ago I bought it. It's still alive. No. <laughs> that's, that's pretty for, good. For me, that's that an accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> that's the green magic. Uh, okay. So uh, that's if you want a variety that's uh, so far lived a week with Milton, uh, then that's the one you want to get. Trace, let's do a quick talk about the BT. So I, you have at least we're we're talking about broccoli and the coal crops. Oh yeah. So caterpillars are coming. Yeah, and those caterpillars are going to be there. And then, but the, this is one of the the best uh, products to control them is a B and BT, and you got lots of choices. Uh, I think here at Milburgers you've got, uh, we've got two or three choices: concentrates, concentrates with the hose in, ready to use. <laughs> um, we also have spinosad, which is another decent one for the caterpillars. 
and we still have some of the old version of seven in the dust form. Okay. So depending on what you like to use, all three of those are acceptable. And that's what you said was hard to get? (laughs) Uh, Well, it doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, okay. (laughs) So there's only a limited quantity. Okay. And so we always... When it's gone, it's gone. We always want to alert folks. Now, this this is not a contact uh, insecticide. This is a... They got a... You put it on the foliage that they're eating on, and they consume it, and then it in there. Yeah. As Milton says, terminal. No, as Jerry says, <laughs> time and time again. <laughs> Just have to mention BT once. But it's uh, <laughs> not only is it the uh, uh, safest product, but it's the most effective product. Okay, that's, right. that's good to know. And a uh, little, a little hint. Uh, well, it may, improves it a little bit, of, just a little bit of uh, detergent. Yeah. Just a, just a very small amount, uh, like a teaspoon per gallon or two yeah. teaspoons per gallon. And now the temperature has gotten cool a little bit. Uh, it'll last longer. It'll stay on longer. So watch for that. Now, you got to be alert, though. It doesn't take those... Caterpillars long to be proactive, not reactive. <laughs> That's well, what you're trying to say. When you, you see go. the first hole, I don't care if it's big as a pen, pen it's a, a needle. Uh, there's a little worm, a very small worm on the bottom of that leaf. There's no reason for a, wor- a hole to be in the broccoli or cabbage leaf. Unless it's a worm yeah. or snail eat. And I always get a reaction, well, if we treat the cabbage loopers, we're going to be <laughs> hurting our general butterfly population. That's really not true. Yeah, I mean, they're it, little white butterflies. Yeah, they, concentrate, they concentrate on that target <laughs> caterpillar, and uh, it's a short-term but effective uh, uh, insecticide. Yeah. And so it uh, generally does not. It won't affect the monarchs that are there, right. the queens, or any of the others. And if the caterpillar gets off, off, off key there, and the caterpillar, one of those uh, favorable butterflies, do eat the cabbage leaf or broccoli leaf, we've got to get that ca- that uh, individual. Out of the out of the out of the species, so that it won't continue to re- multiply and produce plants uh, or larvae, uh, butterfly larvae that'll eat eat uh, yeah. cabbage and broccoli. Where did he Where did he come up with this? No, I don't know. <laughs> so may God have I mercy bought, on their soul if they're eating, I, I eating it. the lettuce or cabbage. But this is not an it's not an issue on your butterfly population. And it's, <laughs> okay, it's one of the best examples. Mil- of, uh, Milton takes out more butterflies with his car than he will. With no. Oh man, yesterday was it was yesterday or day before yesterday. I guess it was day before yesterday. It was miserable <laughs> driving around town. Thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah. And well, we're <laughs> that soft thud of the butterfly hitting the windshield. The snout nose. Not much juice on the windshield though. What's that? Not much juice on the windshield. No, it's surprising. No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So if anybody's interested in those, uh, um, Molly Kett, the entomologist at, text, at the AgriLife Extension, has identified those as the snout-nosed butterflies. Quite often, I don't know, every two or three years they they come. That big migration? Yeah. I don't see them much today. 
And well, my, my wife ran into a bunch of them on the way home a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah, that's when last Thursday. But I didn't see a single one. Huh. It was... That's odd. Gosh, they were, they were a ton they, of them yesterday. <laughs> they seem to be thicker in going toward the valley. Oh, huh. I mean, I, when I go down there, they're just destroy. You have to stop periodically and clean your windshield. Yeah, I was they're near thick. I was near Calabria, four ten area, and they were thick there. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, some people all call them hackberry butterflies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that right? That, that's what they eat. Is hackberry. Oh. Molly uh, says they they've got a new name. See at the bottom of that article. Uh, the, because they call them the. They sh- show up at a certain time. What does it say? Labor Day butterfly. Labor Labor Day. Oh, butterfly. I like that one. That's kind of cool. They show up about the Labor but Day. That, but that makes it sound like it's pretty. No, <laughs> it's no, it's not pretty. No, but it's kind of neat. Oh, it's Labor Day. Where are the snout noses? Uh, let's see. What else do I look around and see? The maze is going well. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, went to the back just to kind of see, and there are lots of families. There were parents walking with their kids and. So we kept, uh, we kept the maze a little on the short side. Yeah. That way there'd be more airflow. Yeah, that's good. Cool. And Claudette, so. Claudette's been working on the uh, the monsters. Yeah. Of course, there was that electrical issue that affected you, affected her. Till we oh, no. Out. Is that why? Yeah. How did it affect? Okay, now just tell me later. Well, there's stuff that's wired into this building. That that's what I thought. Yeah. The, the Banjo Boys are, I know, because <laughs> they, they started and then they just stopped. Um and the citrus is the citrus is still on sale. Yeah, and I was just showing Trace. Uh, of course, they're on, they're regularly in th- number three pots. Number three, regularly forty four ninety nine. Don't say it. <laughs> Trace is looking at me. I know he is. <laughs> on sale for thirty eight eighty eight. Yeah, but the neat deal about it is if you look at uh, the uh, specials ad on on uh, on the website. Uh, you can link to it from plantanswers.com. You see a, a fellow st- uh, picking an orange, sitting in a tree with a big smile on his face. And that particular individual is uh, Mr. Moy that we always talk about around here. Yeah. And uh, Paul Cox used to say that I was the only one. Mr. Moy would let him. Let take pictures of it. He didn't didn't have a lot of pictures. I've got a complete write up about Mr. Moore on PlantAnswers dot com, but uh, that he's in the ad. He's, this is the first time he's made the ad pictures. Yay! And he's he's sitting in a Satsuma tree. He's the guy that bred the uh, orange frost and and uh, Arctic frost and bumper and bumper. And you have some I of I think those. I still have bumper and one of the frosts. Still have bumpers. Okay, good. But those are not on sale. And he named, he, he yeah, he named it bumper. Uh, the the people that uh, propagated him named him orange frost and uh, arctic frost. But anyway, I, think, I appreciate you all using this picture in there. Give him a little PR. Wow. Uh, so does he... Are we going to follow that up? I mean, does he? Who who appreciates the the what? Oh, I was, I was waiting for that. I, I wondered who was going to say that. He, he's no longer with us. Yeah, but uh, I think his wife is still alive over in Houston. Really? Yeah, I don't. Know. 
I don't remember. Yeah, but anyway, he's an interesting guy, and she's an interesting lady, too. All right. Trace, anything else? I don't get well, there's, okay. uh, there's one, other, one other thing that's kind of an interesting development. Uh, we've got some some of the native uh, uh, butterfly weed. We, we do. Yeah. Tuberosa. Has, and you can tell that it hasn't been sprayed. Why, why is that important it's not been sprayed, Milton? Uh, sprayed for what? For, for, <laughs> for anything. Eh? For oh, because it'll kill the... The he doesn't like to kill females. Right? Oh, okay. That's a, a clue. Okay. It, aphids. Oh. So <laughs> they do have some aphids. Oh, okay. And that's a good thing. Because that's what is. Do the monarchs eat the aphids? <laughs> the larvae eat the aphids. I don't. I don't no, think it's so. just a, just an indication that the there's nothing on the plant oh. that'll affect the that'll monarchs. The aphids. Yeah. Or, or, Wait. There's nothing the on the monarch. plant that will affect the monarchs. That's Badly. right. Yes. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. And I was, was going to get the there. Queens. Okay. And these uh, these aphids have been verified to be all females. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Each aphid? Uh, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I talked to each and every one of them. <laughs> and they're beautiful yellow. Very cool. On the tips. They grow on the tips. And they don't hurt the plant that much. Yeah, they, if it's we're not you know we're not worried about maximizing production, so a, no, a few no. aphids on there. Don't yeah, right. but the other the other thing we haven't. So uh, those are on sale, by the way. They are on sale. They are. Yeah, they're in the perennial group. Yeah, the forty percent. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, three. Did, eight, did uh, you guys ever mention the fall asters? Well, we did last week, but uh, we can do it again. Yeah, mention yeah. that real quick, and then we'll take our call. So we got the Fricardi aster. Uh, goes by all kinds of names, but that's what I always grew up calling it. But yeah. uh, Macklemist. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's got a number of uh, names. Perennial Aster. Yeah. It's this a, this it's is the one that gets big, and it's real pretty with the purpley bloom with the yellow dot in the center. Oh, that's pretty. Blooms three or three to four weeks in the in the fall. Well, did, it really can change, them, right? change the focal point in your whole landscape. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are spectacular when they're in bloom. Showstoppers. Yeah. All right, we got them. And they're on. Are they on sale as well? Yes. Forty-eight. Four eighteen. Four eighteen. Okay, I knew there was an eight in there. All right, cool. So you can find out what the sale items are, by the way, going to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. All right, we're going to talk to James on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Oh, just fine. This weather is uh, really getting my uh, energy level up. I bet. Um, hey, you guys were talking about uh, the cabbage loopers and how to control them. And uh, in my nursery, I've I've switched entirely to the spinosad. Trace mentioned spinosad, and then I mix in insecticidal soap with it, and it. Uh, it sticks on those slick bitly plants really well uh, with with that soap in there, and uh, them loopers don't know what to hit them, man. There, it cleans them up really fast. Yeah, uh, they don't they don't necessarily. Well, I guess spinosad works is a contact killer, isn't it? So it might knock them right off of there. Whereas the the uh, uh, the others of uh, bacillus products uh, make them sick, so they they may hang around for three or four days, and then the the worm turns uh, black. 
That's why I quit the BT. Um, it just wasn't getting it cleaned up fast enough, and I've got a bunch of trays of blue leaves. Uh, I think that insecticidal soap has uh, a little bit, it keeps it going for a little bit longer when you're watering everything every day. Uh, if you can spray in, in the evening uh, and then get your watering done the next day. I think that soap holds that uh, spinosad for uh, a little bit longer than uh, the yeah. BP, which is washed, washed off. So anyway, I'll, I'm giving all my BT away. I don't use it anymore. Yeah, the... Uh... Now the the problem is uh, with the B pro, BT product they they have to ingest it they have to eat it so uh, you you've got uh, smaller plants there growing in your greenhouse and uh, you can't afford to let them eat a little bit. That's and so exactly the, the spinosad. The spinosad will actually contact kill them. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You you put it uh, in the right words. That uh, right. that it does it be, real it fine. It becomes for me. a it becomes a little more difficult to protect the rest of your your uh, butterfly environment. But uh, yeah. spinosad is pretty easy to use too. Yeah, though. I think that soap. Uh, it you can see where it's where it sticks to the leaf. You you guys know those blue leaf plants that that leaf is real slick, and yeah. uh, that. That soap works really well. Okay, well, um, I just wanted to add that to the conversation today, and thanks okay. for thank you, sir. Good, good point. Thanks, James. All right, thanks. My, my old grandma used to use the dust in Tennessee. Oh, okay. It was DDT dust. Yeah. That, that took care of them too. I bet. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. You live your life in the songs you hear on the rock and roll radio. And when a young girl doesn't have any friends, that's a really nice place to go. Folks hoping you'd turn out cool, but they had to take you out of school. You're a little touched, you know, and your baby. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, we've talked about how great that place is over there at uh, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and uh, Hebner Road. We talk about how fun it is to talk to Kyle or maybe even Bill if he's over there. So we're going to tell you right now, we got Kyle on the line. We're going to find out what's happening in San Antonio and what folks should be doing to bring nature to their yard. Hey, Kyle, how are things over there at Wild Birds Unlimited? Hey, Milton, things are great. How are you doing? Doing okay. It's a beautiful day. Oh, it's incredible. Very nice. I want to know, is it too late to put up sparrow houses? Oh, he's, he's, he's hooked on this. He, he's obsessed. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, Dr. Parsons, I got a, du- a nice double-decker cedar sparrow house uh, oh, with, your, my with, your, goodness. With, your, with your monogram on it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. He's, he's going to come over after the show. <laughs> Those little you sparrows that, you are dependent on me. Yeah, now, Kyle, you better remind him that he's got to pay for something. Oh, that's true. You know that, right? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, we're, we were just talking about before you got on with us that uh, uh, Mindacolum, uh, not 
this Saturday, the Saturday after, is going to be about feeding the birds. And, oh, good. Uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not like uh, after this hot summer and this wonderful weather like today. Yeah. It's hard to think in terms of winter uh, situations. Yeah. But, uh, the birds should come in pretty pretty well. I, we were talking also about uh, bringing in uh, one thing I'm doing different than I used to do. I'm using the uh, suet to uh, attract the insect eaters, and it's just amazing yeah. to kind of widen the widen the uh, birds that are available to observe if you if you do that. And yeah. your 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 store is one of the best places to get the. Uh, the pepper flavored suet, which is kind of a key, <laughs> kind of a key for my uh, feeding the insect eaters. Yeah, and, yeah, and it, discouraging uh, it, the squirrels, huh? Yeah, it, it does discourage the squirrels. They, uh, you know, they we have those good old pain receptors that pick up on the pepper, but uh, birds do not. And so, birds, uh, as you guys know, birds eat peppers in the wild. That's how they. Oh, you know, we yeah. get these little little pepper bushes popping up all over the place that the birds are uh, are distributing. Yeah. That, yeah, they don't have the same nerve receptors, so they don't know that they're eating pepper. They just like the the oil and the and the protein that they're getting from the suet. So you know, suet is one of those things that it's just a different way to feed the birds, and a lot of people don't think about it because the people typically think, oh, well, you need to feed suet only in the winter time. But suet is a is a great source of fat and protein. Uh, pretty much all year round. In the springtime, uh, we have a specific suet that we recommend for for nesting birds. You know, when they're uh, focused on shell, eggshell production and raising their youngs, it it takes a lot of energy to do that. So suet is a it's a good all year round kind of uh, way to feed the birds. Yeah, and you've got and a wide pulls, variety and, and of suets. It, yeah, and Dr. Finch, you're right. It does pull in other you know birds that are not going to come to my seed feeder. Will come to my suet feeder. I have I've had I've had wrens on my suet feeder. I've had mockingbirds on my suet feeder. I've I've uh, we've had orioles on the suet feeder. So um, yeah, they uh, wow. typically won't be on the seed feeder. Well, and there, uh, you know, we all get the golden fronted woodpeckers. But since I've started feeding the the suet, I get uh, three or four different woodpecker <laughs> varieties that I never had before, and then yeah. the. Uh, even some of the even some of the warblers will come in to uh, oh, yeah. take advantage of of the uh, suet feed. So it's can you of, can you figure out how to uh, put that uh, suet feeder up so that the birds won't have to hang upside down and eat it? He gets very upset about that. That's the, yeah. That's there are some birds part. that love doing that. The, the wood uh. blue jays, but they, they love doing that. That's they, that's appealing. I don't know to if them they can swallow. Well, they apparently yeah. have figured it out. <laughs> it's kind of the kind of the yeah, one of the main attractions yeah. of the the goldfinches on those uh, yeah. uh, thistle. Well, now Bill, you used to never let me call it thistle. Uh, Kyle, what are you calling the 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 thistle seed that we use for the goldfinches. Well, yeah, so thistle seed is kind of the common term that's applied to it's called Niger, N Y G E R. And uh, it's you know it's it's uh, it's called thistle seed because it we call it that because it emulates the natural thistle plant seed that you see in the head of a of a thistle plant. But it's not thistle and the reason that you know sometimes we try to stay away from that is because 
if, if I tell somebody, hang this bag of or this feeder of thistle out in your yard and you'll see goldfinch, well, they immediately think, yeah, but I'm going to have thistles popping up across my yeah, nice lawn and I, and I can't have that. So it's not, this, this is a, niger seed does not germinate. Uh, it won't germinate. Um, and so it's not something that, is going to cause oh. a weed problem, and so that's why yeah. that's why we call we call it Niger. But if somebody walks in the door and says, "Yeah, where's your thistle?" No. We, <laughs> we, we point him in the right direction. Yeah, Talking to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, yeah. Hebner and Northwest Military, and uh, you know I'm going to use that as a segue, Kyle. Uh, yeah. uh, y- y'all do a great job of problem solving for people, and uh, you know when I used to go visit over there and talk with Bill. Um, it didn't matter what time of day it was. It didn't matter what day it was. Uh, people would come in, and it was kind of like Cheers, but for uh, for nature lovers. And, uh, you know, they, they knew them. You all had a relationship with them. And uh, and I think that's the coolest part of the place is that this is not just a, a shop and leave. It's kind of, you know, just it's a, it's a friendlier thing. So first off, is that still accurate? And secondly, I'm yeah. guessing it is. And secondly... What are folks telling you they're doing? What are what are your 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 customers talking about that they're doing right now that they're seeing? Yeah, so you're right. It is uh, it's kind of a different environment. We got you know we people who are focused on the natural world, looking at things around gardening or bird watching or bird feeding that kind of thing. You know, folks who focus on that, we you know we just we share stories with each other and we talk to each other about what we're seeing in the yard and all that good stuff. In fact, this morning we had quite a few people in the store i, was, I had a, a, a lady i was talking to her about water water features she wanted to put okay. in a, a bird fountain but it but it was important to her she didn't have a power source so she so she couldn't run a fountain but she was interested in creating movement in the water because she had read up uh, correctly so that movement in the water will attract birds more than just a still standing bird bath and so you know i was talking to her about different ways that we could create that movement in the water with other things than a, than a, a pump, a recirculating pump. And as I was talking to her, another customer overheard the conversation. She came over actually holding up one of the devices that I was going to be talking about. And she said, this is what I do. And she did my job for me. You know, she just sold it, sold it for me. So these things, these approaches that we take, uh, they work, and our customers love to talk about it. And especially now during, you know, we're in fall migration right now, and uh, we've got different birds coming through, and uh, their water is an important thing for them to be to be looking for. Well, yeah, Jer- uh, Jerry and I have t- talked a lot all through the summer about the importance of water uh, for the birds and how many species. We had kind of a little contest, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was relatively easy in most neighborhoods, at least in our our two neighborhoods, to get in 10 different species to visit your your water uh, source and and meet the the needs uh, of those those birds. So it's it's great. You've got everything you need to make that a reality, too, don't you, including the bird baths and the... Yeah. yeah, we got. Yeah, we we carry a wide variety of bird baths and fountains. I've got gotten a couple of, of shipments in of really beautiful uh, granite uh, bird baths. You know, that's kind of the one end of the spectrum where you've got a, a sturdy, uh, immovable bird bath. It's not going to 
not going to be knocked over by deer or raccoons or anything like that. And then, you know, at the other end of the spectrum are the more lightweight um, resin bird baths and a metal stand. So a lot of different ways to go about it. But, but the main thing is that there's a wide variety of, of ways to offer water uh, to birds and, and other wildlife in our yard. Kyle, can we meet, can we reassure folks too? If they're one of the things that we talk a lot about are the uh, uh, bird feeders with the weight sensitive perches and uh, metal bird feeders, so that the they can you can uh, deter or at least uh, uh, reduce the amount of seed that uh, squirrels and uh, white winged doves can uh, consume with those weight sensitive yeah. perches. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's right in line with the, the finding solutions for different things. I, almost every, I would say, probably ninety percent of my of our customers who walk in the front door say, "Okay, here's what I'm dealing with. How can you help yeah. me?" And it's, and it's typically squirrels, raccoons, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, those uh, our our best selling feeder in the store is called the Eliminator Bird Feeder. And it's eliminate. It's called, it's called the eliminator because it's eliminating that very thing. It eliminates the ability of the squirrel to jump jump up there and just make himself at home and and uh, and take care of all the bird food. I don't mind feeding the squirrels, but I don't want them to camp out and and uh, scare the birds away and and hoard all the food. So yeah, empty uh, the feeders. Yeah, and empty the feeders and go through that food, and then I'm just refilling the. I've got my squirrel feeder set up. So yeah, this eliminator feeder has a spring mechanism internally, and then it's got a cardinal ring at the bottom where the birds can can perch, and you can get plenty of birds on that thing all at one time because they don't weigh but an ounce or a little more. But then if a white wing, a four ounce white wing dove pulls up there, that's gonna that feeding uh, port is gonna <laughs> close. It just closes down, and so the bird or the squirrel can't get to the feed, and they learn, and then they go somewhere else where they can they can get grub more easily, but it's not going to be in my bird feeder. Kevin traps those white-winged doves with his feed. No, I, I, they, they get oh, caught in there. He, he, he accidentally, four, four years ago, five years ago, uh, and a particularly aggressive one did, did not take no for an answer, and so... Ended up being caught in the in the weight sensitive bird. He was fat too. Well, he she was didn't uh, didn't phase him long. He was <laughs> he was back trying to figure it out. Talking to Kyle yeah. over there at Wild Birds Unlimited at Hebner and Northwest Military, and uh, give the number. And then I got another question for you: two one zero four seven nine bird. Easy to remember: two one zero four seven nine two four seven three or two or four seven nine bird. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think last week. Calvin, you were talking about the hummingbirds, and we should see more. I, I was seeing oh, some. Yeah. yeah, are folks noticing lots of hummingbirds? And Kyle, yeah, are, are, they, are they recording ruby throats yeah. or roof? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you know, we, last year I saw my last hummingbirds at my feeder. Uh, the first week of November, I saw my last one. So we're, you know, migration is happening right now, and I know Calvin, you mentioned in your article, uh, your column, I think it was last week. Uh, yeah, we got migration happening right now, and I've, I've, I haven't seen any rufus at my feeder. I've had one ruby throat, which is I mostly just have black chin, so I know the, the ruby throat is a migrant. Um, I'm keeping my eye out for rufus. I've had several customers come in with pictures of rufus, uh, ruby throat, 
there was one customer has a, a relative in Kerrville who had a Mexican violet ear, which is a pretty interesting little hummingbird. Oh gosh, but, um, that would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty little, pretty little hummingbird. And, you know, when you see a hummingbird like that at your feeder, it's pretty quick. You recognize right away. Hey, this is something that I that I usually see. But yeah, we're still in the mix of it. And I've got customers walking in every day buying hummingbird feeders, buying nectar, and you know, a good rule of thumb is keep your hummingbird feeders up uh, for at least two weeks after you see your last hummingbird because. That's right, and I and I think I, I I don't think there's any naturalist or hummingbird expert that that blames having a feeder up late in the winter on making a hummingbird stay longer than they should in an area. It's, a, no. it's kind of an ama- amazing that they've all concluded that those hummingbirds are pretty indepen- <laughs> independent and uh, they're they're going to leave when when they feel it's time to leave, and in the meantime yeah. they'll take advantage of your sugar water yeah that's right and i you know what i explain to my customers is we we give ourselves way too much credit for the power that we have over these little birds they know exactly when it's time for them to leave and there's nothing i can do to make them (laughs) hang around longer there you know if i if i take my hummingbird feeder down to drive them south to make sure they go on their journey well they're just going to go next door to my neighbor's house and and get their (laughs) fill of nectar because that they need that energy for that for that long journey so it's yeah yeah Yeah. you're exactly right i want to remind everybody that today is middle of october almost Right, so, so it's not too the third. It's not. <laughs> it's not too too far till Thanksgiving. All right, it'll and so you. now is the time to start fattening up your squirrels for Thanksgiving. Uh, that's a lovely sentiment. And and they like they like they. Uh. I don't think they like sunflower seeds as much as they like that uh, sorghum or. or I don't Small know. Grain they, they like. They seem to like I'm sunflower seeds. I'm yeah. guessing Kyle doesn't get people walking in saying, uh, "Yeah, how do I fatten up my squirrels for Thanksgiving?" <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, we're yeah. here, Milton. But he def- <laughs> definitely gets uh, gardeners and folks that come in and say, "I want to feed my squirrels." Oh as yeah. Well yeah. As my oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, there, I is, there, there is a strategy to it. I mean, if if somebody's got a, a a squirrel problem at one of their feeders, you know, there is a you can set up a squirrel feeding station on the other side of the lawn or over on the other side of the property, and and uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with feeding the squirrels. It's just making sure that they don't you know take over the bird feeder and and, yeah. and uh, not let the birds get what they need. Rem- remember, there's no such thing as a squirrel problem. If you've got a good freezer. Uh, okay, on that note, Kyle, <laughs> tell folks how to get to Wild Birds Unlimited. We are over here on Hebner Road, 14602 Hebner Road at the intersection of Northwest Military and Hebner. Um, we got uh, curbside. We're doing curbside for customers who still want to do that. Our storefront is open. Happy to see folks come in the door and yeah. uh, happy to help you out. And you can call us at uh, 210-479-BIRD. Very cool, and I hope uh, folks got the idea of uh, the kind of knowledge you have and how you're helping. That example of the woman, every time I visited Bill, that was Bill would be talking to somebody, and so another customer would walk up and go, okay, no, here's what I use. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's kind of the atmosphere. That's what's so cool about yeah, Wild Birds is. Unlimited. Yeah, it's All right, a good thanks. community, and we look, we look forward to seeing folks. 
good choice of words. Community is a good word on that one. Thanks, Kyle. You take care. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, Nick. It's a Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. You can uh, see how what a good guy Kyle is and how helpful they are. They're problem solvers. Is that uh, old guy still alive? We didn't ask him about Bill, but I'm sure yeah. we would we, we would have heard. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Thanks, Dal, picking out some good music today. That goes the guy with corn. Yeah, they got the corn stalks. A wagon full of corn stalks. I don't know how many they have left. We'll have to ask Trace. Oh, I see if they got a bunch over there. Maybe they got some more in. Yeah. Okay. Right when you walk off the porch, you'll see it. 210-308-8867. Calvin, you had a question from the audience. Yeah, this was... uh, it's been a been a while, we, about two weeks since we had. Uh, for a while, we were getting a hundred of these calls. It seemed like a weekend, but uh, the brown spots in the lawn. Oh, and of course the 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 usual. It's one of two things. It's usually chinch bugs. If the hottest part of the lawn where these uh, little little insects with diamond shaped wings are are sucking the juices from the, the grass at the base of the plant and so that's that's one of the causes of those things and then the other one is just drying out uh, because you know our just remind everybody and usually we don't have to remind everybody but our <laughs> soil, soil is uh, uneven it gets compacted and uh, the, the level of the heat that hits it in the sun that hits is different all over so some areas just going to brown first, and so you uh, you kind of look to see if you can see the the little uh, the little chinch bugs, and if you can, another thing is just to give it a little special watering and mm-hmm. see if you can green it up a bit. I I would guess now, Jerry, with the rains we had, that you would probably see a response if if the area if the areas uh, that were browned were. Uh, Brown patch? Oh, no, we're less. We're uh, caused no, less of the brown. Yeah, we're circles. We're, we're, we're because of the uh, heat and dry. But you're right. There's a, there's that third factor now. Mm-hmm. The brown yeah, patch. Yeah, it's it's could possibly be. Yeah, cause especially with those people that overwater. That's right. And if you, the little low spot, and then the first reaction will be. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't have any low spots in my lawn. And people tracking through it or yeah. and driving you, through it. You look real close. Uh, the, even the, dogs running through yeah, it. Yeah, even sl- even lawns with slopes some have little dips in them where they where the brown patch kind yeah. of starts. So that's a good point. That could be a yeah. Your your po- the point that you made about the drying out and the difference in that and brown patch. If brown patch was start about the size of a dinner plate, and the uh, uh, it, it will expand, it will get larger. It will get larger. 
and around the edges, the uh, the edges of expansion, uh, it's it has yellow grass. You see yellow blades on the grass. Brown patch a lot of times just makes uh, makes a plant uh, <laughs> makes the plant uh, have dried up uh, blades that are attached to the to the main stem. And uh, those, when those, when they're affected by the brown patch disease, uh, they those the uh, leaflets, I guess you would call them, on grass, uh, turn yellow. And uh, but it it be attached to a green stem, whereas the the drying up is just uh, the grass is dead. I mean uh, the stems and the uh, leaves and everything else. But the roots are, the roots are. Yeah, the roots good, might be alive. And, the root, and especially Bermuda grass, you know, you you water that every other day for two or three days, and yeah. you get a, you'll get a response right. pretty quick that says, ah, that's what it is. I needed some water. And then brown patch is more likely to be in your San Augustine grass. Yeah, right. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. That's our number to call in. Pat's on the line. Got a vegetable question for us. Vegetables? We haven't had a question. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Pat? <laughs> I'm not sure. I have a couple of places. I'm redoing two beds, uh, one of which I am going to have to remove a rose bush from them and completely empty out the bed and uh, put in completely fresh soil because of the the weeds that have uh, come up. Uh, You really can't do much with them. I mean, you can't just... uh, They they travel with underground runners. Not only is is there Bermuda, but there's another one of these strange grasses that looks like monkey grass but has bulbs at the root, and it continues to multiply. So I'm removing all that. But where it's located, the one that I'd removed, I'm removing right now, it doesn't get much sun during the day. It's in a bad no. spot for getting the sun. And no. so is the one that I just finished uh, uh, de-weeding completely. Uh, that one doesn't get much sun during the day. But I'd like to grow some vegetables and even maybe some flowers in there this fall. Okay. So I don't know what to what to. I've got uh, uh, various vegetable uh, seeds, and I think it's probably too late to put in green beans. And uh, I don't know how much they love the sun, but uh, yeah. I've got yeah, beet you, seeds. Use the, use, use the leafy crops like, uh, a spin- like a spinach, lettuce, uh, uh, broccoli, those types of things. Anything that does not produce a fruit. Mm-hmm. Will to- will tolerate the shade. Yeah, okay. I mean they they yeah. like full full sun better, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're trying to get some kind of production. Now it's yeah. a little easier yeah. okay. on the flowers. Cause yeah, they're, what they're, what uh, what flowers don't mind part shade? Well, the the one that I'm looking at, cyclamen over here, they're spectacular and they're in the shade. Oh. Uh, ornamental cabbage and kale. Purslane. Oh, yeah. Uh, not purslane, but, uh, <laughs> oh, help me, Jerry, the, the one we talked about, the 
the uh, Pris, um, one the shade lover, Milton, over there. Um, Cycleman and... Not the Primula. We already Primula, talked about oh, Primula. Oh, okay. Primula, yeah. Primula oh. is another one. Now, that's a shade lover. what that looks like. Okay. It's pretty. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, Mr. Metal Cabbage. Yeah, I can't think of any others now. The... Uh, or that some this that uh, summer plant that uh, is shade lover, but uh, that's harder to grow in the winter time. Yeah. But those, got a those question. Uh, don't. Uh, what about the the uh, cabbage worms on the un- ornamental uh, cabbage and kale? Are they a problem with that too? They actually uh, they can be. I, okay. I, 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 Usually that, less, they don't less, bolt till the spring. Yeah, they're less. Less of a problem on the kale. That's probably why they use more kale. But okay, uh, now the, but uh, d- uh, do those uh, cabbage worms attack cabbage in the fall? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not can. a matter okay. of if; it's a matter of when. Uh, when? You can yeah. Count on okay. Them. Now, one Alrighty. other question: When would Quick. be the best time to uh, buy a new rose bush? Because I'm going to uh, replace some rose bushes. Not into that era, I hope, with the shade. No, that's what I finally discovered. <laughs> and that, uh, None no, of them do good in the shade. Yeah, no, no roses do bad, good in no, the shade. No, it's not okay. a bad time if you got the if you can right find, place. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Most, most of the spots in the yard do not have any full sun except for very few, and they're right in the middle yeah. of the yard. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, thanks, all thanks right. Pat. When should I buy the roses? Buy buy them as soon as you're ready and you have a place to plant them. You can find them, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. we got to run to one more call before the top of the hour, okay? Thanks, Pat. All right, Richard's on the line. He's going to probably get the last word in today. What's going on, Richard? Hey, I've got uh, five celebrities. I got their mill barters, and I bought the big plants. And they look like they're dying from the ground up. The bottom third are turning brown. I've got two plants. I've got a 968 next to them. I've got a 2020 rodeo tomato. And they look great in the, right in the same area. But the celebrities, not so good. They were great. The celebrities did well in the spring. But these fall celebrities are not doing very well. You have any the idea? Brown, the, the brown, is the brown only on the leaves or is the stem black? Blacken. Oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about the stem being black. No, I think it's the leaves primarily. Okay. Well, you could have had some older leaves on there. Uh, are the top leaves okay? Yeah, the top leaves look good. The top, okay. uh, I'd say the top half, pretty good, decent shape. The the bottom half is um, is all turning yeah. brown. I we well, usually don't to... think about a fungus problem. Hey, wouldn't yeah, I was wondering if, if I planted them too early, I planted them about the middle of July, because I wonder if the, the celebrities are great in the spring, and I'm getting to question them for the fall crop. They're, they're doing pretty good. They do pretty good in the fall. We always have them in our test, uh, test plantings, and uh, they have been tested in the fall and do pretty good in the fall. Um, okay. I think, I think the brown leaves... Maybe with just the first leaves that you had on the plant, and they turn brown. Go ahead and 
remove the brown leaves up to up to where the gr- green leaves start and if the if the more gr- gr- if the more green leaves turn brown then call me back and we'll talk about a fungus okay. control oh okay cuz i think they are they're moving up in other words it's oh, more Lord. of a plant and is yeah. there spots on the leaves well they're all brown the ones that are they're Oh, you Look, mean they yeah. just turn ground and there no spots on the leaves and turn yellow? Yeah, they're, they turn brown. Okay. Have I don't you, know what could be causing that. Have you got? Have you got? Uh, Doesn't sound like early or, bright. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. No. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're saying anything. what? You got a blight? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, there's an early blight. Uh, he said it doesn't sound like it though. Yeah, but, oh, okay. but if it's okay, uh, Jerry was gonna if if it continued uh, to progress, and he was gonna recommend you use uh, chlorothal and uh, all. Chlorothal, yeah. You, you may even have some of that at home. Uh, yeah, and it generally if so what it is, is that? Or early blight. It stops. Got about one minute left, guys. Stops the the grow the spread spread. So if you got and what, if you got chlorothalonil, try that and see if that stops the spread. Or dacanil. Dacanil. It's also still yeah. dacanil. Yeah. yeah. I've got some dacanil. Good. Do that. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Good. Richard. Okay. Keep us informed, okay? Thank you very much. All right. You bet. All right, we got to begin to wrap up. I didn't want to make sure we were answering all those questions. So. You did good, Milton. Thank you. Even though I was Even bossy though to you. Even though you've been bossy. All right. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. Lots of calls today. So uh, lots of folks thinking about gardening. And if you're thinking about gardening, head on over here to Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and bring the bring the kids and the grandkids for some great picture opportunities, time in the pumpkin patch. Let them wander around their maze and have a good time. For more information on all that, as well as the specials that we talked about, go to millburgernursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. We're going to say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, I want to thank you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you tomorrow.